Talk with Tyson Bryden. Welcome to Nonstop Rock Talk. I'm your host, Tyson Bryden. On today's show, I'm very happy to welcome drummer of the Killer Dwarfs, Daryl Miller. Daryl, welcome. How's it going? Uh, very good. How are you, Tyson? I'm good. We man. finally, hey, we finally got together after what? How many cancellations? Uh, a couple. Three, three, three cancellations, and that Blackberry Smoke concert got canceled an hour before I was leaving. What? Yeah, you're kidding me. Yeah, Charlie lost his voice. <laughs> oh no, I didn't even hear that. I was about to ask you how was the show. Yeah. Oh, what a bummer. I know. Oh wow. Well, I guess you know stuff happens, man, out there. Wow, that's a drag. Exactly. So it was yeah. like okay. I was all I was all ready to go, and <laughs> my buddy phone and said it's canceled. So it is what it is. Oh, They'll reschedule. That's too bad. I mean, they rescheduled yeah. three times already. I think. Because of COVID, we right. had the tickets before COVID. So, right, you got, I'm sure. You, oh well, I'm sure you know how that is. I'm sure you guys had shows booked. Did you have anything yeah, booked before COVID? Know, I'll tell you one thing about Russ uh, from the Killer Dwarfs. He he's never missed a show in forty years. That's crazy, man. Like he's like I'm not kidding you. He's fought through a lot of vocal things, colds, flus, and stuff over the years. He's he's soldiered on and he's could pull it off. I don't know. It's, I hope I just didn't curse him. I don't know, but wow, he really literally has never missed a show for his voice blowing out. And he's got Incredible. killer pipes too. Oh, I know. He's, he's such one a of the best singer. singers. He's one of the best singers around. He really is. I agree. So yeah. so before we talk rock. We got to talk some sports. Um, I think we'll start with, we got to talk about Tom Brady because, I mean, that was quite awesome that he came back. (laughs) And you as a Bucks fan must have been pretty excited about that. Uh, I was shocked, actually. I I heard the rumors um, and then they jumped the gun. It was very strange how all that went down. You must agree with me how they jumped the gun on his retirement. Yeah, it was weird. It, it was weird. And then his dad is coming to his defense, like over everybody, putting out tweets and stuff saying, he's not retired. This, this is false information. That's not true. What? And then like a week later, he's retired. He announces it. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, it was just not the norm for a big star like Tom Brady to go out on. He went out on a really strange note. It was, it was and really it was odd. before the Super Bowl, too, was it not? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, it was, and, it, it was odd. Yeah, and, and that's why uh, I still had this weird feeling, maybe, that he was going to come back. And, and then I had this fear that he was going to come back and go to San Francisco or something. Oh, I, I had this weird horrible. vibe that he might leave the Bucks because I, I was feeling and hearing inklings that he didn't get along with Arians anymore. Yeah, and then right? Arians leaves. I know, which even thickens the plot more. And then Brady puts up this big love letter on social media that he loves Bruce Arians and, and totally respects him and hopes he has a wicked retirement and all this shit. It's so bizarre, I mean, man. I just think it's like a three-ring circus now. It's really strange. I also I love that he's back. I won't yeah. I won't deny it. And I just hope he stays a buck and just finishes it out. Because, yeah, I, I hope mean, so. That that's what I hope. I hope he doesn't go to like Miami. Well, there was a rumor that he was going to Miami. I was like, he just signed. Like, that's very bizarre. 
Yeah, and all the guys are there, Evans, and all the all the guys yeah. are still in place. Gronk, they're all ready to Did play. Did Gronk re-sign? Right. Because I, I I thought that was still in limbo. Yeah, I just I, I don't think he has, but it's going. It, you know what'll happen if Brady's there, yeah. Gronk's there. He's not retiring. I mean, he'll be what, there. That's why he went there in the first place. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, right. So I I'm just hoping it'll all be intact again, and we'll have another winning team, regardless of whether we make the Super Bowl or not. Because I've been a Bucks fan for a long time since 1998. Yeah, and um, before they won the Super Bowl. In 2002, and uh, Mike Allstott was my favorite player, and I, I have his jersey signed, a game jersey. I very cherish that for memorabilia. And awesome. uh, yeah, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I, I just. I'm happy that we could have another ride because it was such a drought after that Super Bowl. Yeah. In 2000, 2010, or sorry, yeah, in 2002. Uh, you know, we won this Super Bowl, and then there was this long, long drought, right? Till Brady came back. Well, I, yeah, they never, they could never get the right quarterback, right? No, and Jameis Winston just drove me nuts. I call yeah. him Pastry Boy because of his turnovers. <laughs> so I actually call him Pastry Boy. I do. I always put up pastries on my sports page when That's he's awesome. playing. Well, I mean, just, there there were rumors that he might go back there when Brady retired. I was like, no, I hope not. Uh, I heard that too, and I'm going. There's no effing way that that can happen. No, no way. Exactly. So, anyway, and you know, before we move on on the sports thing, I probably me, unlike you, or maybe everybody that's not a Patriots fan, like I literally didn't like Tom Brady. Really? <laughs> like I did? I, no, I didn't like the guy, man. I, I respected him, but I hated Brady. I'm so sick of him winning. I just when he wasn't a buck, right? Yeah. So yep. then, and then he becomes a buck, and I have to start cheering for him. It was really surreal the first year he, he was with Tampa. I just, I go, wow, I'm kind of a hypocrite here. I always said I don't like Tom Brady. Now I got to love him. And <laughs> He's then he my wins. quarterback. I know, and then he wins a Super Bowl. I know. And so then I you mean, really love him. <laughs> I love him, right? Yeah. I mean, no. They, I mean, I actually learned a lot, like watching him play with the box, and learned a lot about him and his character. Yeah. And I actually watched a few documentaries on him. Even I started getting into the go to see what he was about. And man, I have a whole new respect for the guy. Like yeah. totally. I was. I honestly was a fan of Brady, and that's why when he went to Tampa Bay, that I started following them because. There had, oh, okay. Yeah, because there had been all those years with, I liked Tampa, but I just, I was like, Brady's going there. That's, that's awesome. Because, yeah. Because, you know, I'd watched him play for New England for years and just always liked what he did as a quarterback. And I mean, his record stands for itself, right? Right. Who's your team? Dallas, unfortunately. Oh Dallas! Oh man, they're they're long overdue to like to know, win a Super Bowl. They, they, they're they're worse than the Bucks. Like, <laughs> like they're long overdue. But Jerry are. Jones is like Harold Ballard. Until he goes, we're never gonna. Yeah, it's. Um, I guess not. I guess not. I don't. I don't know what to think of Dallas. Wow, they always come close and then they kind of choke. Well, we lost yeah. some key players and they haven't signed yeah. anybody. So I mean, yeah. Um, uh, it'll be an interesting season this year. We'll oh, definitely will. I mean, I'm sure Tampa's going to be there. I'm not. I can't even see Dallas. I don't even know if they'll win the division. But they don't have uh -huh. much going to play against in the division. So, 
Yeah, we'll, well, see. we'll see. Yeah, you just never know. They always seem to be a pretty good team, though. They do. They're never like crap. They're no. always like pretty, pretty good, right? No, yeah, they're pretty consistently winning. And yeah. the witch is. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. just want. It's that almost Super like Bowl. they. They're like a dangling carrot team. They're always dangling <laughs> the carrot. They're gonna. They're gonna win. You know, they're gonna win in the playoffs. They're gonna go all the way. Exactly. And then. Well, and then nothing. Jerry Jones is the one that comes out and says that, though, at the beginning of the season. This is the team. We're going to win it all. <laughs> like, oh, he shouldn't say that. He should be. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> He's like jinxing the team before they even get off the ground. I, I don't know. know man. So, yeah. I mean, Leafs. So what do you yeah. think? How do you think the team is going to look in the playoffs this year? Well, I, I'm a long-time Leafs fan. As I'm I the am. real deal. I'm the real deal, though. You um, are. Yes. I don't want to show my age, but I will. <laughs> I saw, I watched the Leafs win the Stanley Cup with my dad. I lived in Oshawa on Keewatin Street, and I remember it well. I'm born in 1961, and in 67, I was in the basement of our house on Keewatin Street in Oshawa. Black and white television. One of the ones that's a round wood. It's a big yep. wood box with the round screen with the big knobs yep. on the sides, right? Yep. And I, I, I have vivid memories of seeing the game and seeing really? the on and, and the whole deal. I have vivid memories. It was, well, I'd be six years old, right? Yeah. I mean, when you're six, I mean, and, and I remember the Leafs winning the cup, and I remember my dad freaking out. I remember his friends were over, and it was a bit of a party, and they were watching the game at our house in the in the rec room. So, I actually am a guy here that saw that saw the Leafs win the cup. I know everybody goes, they're never going to win the cup in my lifetime. Well, they won it in my lifetime. A couple so, times, but, though, in but your I'm lifetime. Just, I, I'm just saying that, right? Yeah. But they no, they haven't won since 67. But they've only won the cup. They won once. in 64, didn't they, as well? Oh, yeah, but I didn't see that one. You wouldn't have seen that one. Yeah, <laughs> I don't only want like to remember is 60. Yeah, I only yeah. want to remember 67. I know they had a little run in the they 60s, did. the early 60s. They were great, right? But but anyway, as far as this year, I, I, I love this team. I love the Matthews era. I love Mitch Marner is my favorite Leaf. He was from the start when he first came to the team. Um I just think they've tried so hard to put a defense together. They've tried so hard to find the right goalies. It's just, man, it's they have a rough go with it, though. Like yeah. They just they try to do these trades. They try to make it happen in time for playoffs, and it always is always a little sketchy. Yeah. They're always a little sketchy. I mean, I'm a big Muzzin fan. He's not playing tonight. Yeah, I, I don't that. know if he's hurt again. Like, come on, man. I think he's out again. Like, and Campbell's you, got an undisclosed injury as well. Yeah, Camel's not there either, and and the rookie kid, Walgren or whatever, he yeah. can't he can't handle it. He no. can't be a playoff goalie. Hell no. So what are we gonna do? I mean, he's good, the kid. He's won a few games for us, but you can't throw him into a playoff against Boston. No, it ain't gonna happen. And so I don't know if we're I don't know if we're screwed here or we're in good shape. I like I almost don't know where to go with it. Well, that's, I know they're winning, but I don't. know I know, what to and think. that's that's just it. I mean, the play, the NHL, the play, the playoffs in the regular season is so different. When you get into oh, you the playoffs, you're right. Yeah, I mean, all all bets are off. Everything you did during the season means nothing. Yeah. So you go in, let's say they play Boston. Your first game, you're starting a brand new year, a yeah. brand new game, a brand new series, a brand new season. Yeah. That's how I look at, at hockey. But playoffs are here, 
and the 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 rest of the season's back here somewhere. Yeah, and it's all it, yeah, good for you. You got into the playoffs with enough wins, but now you got to be the deal. Yeah. Now you got to be great, not good. You got to be great. And Boston's be firing. Scary. Boston's scary yeah. because they always they, step up in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They always are. They always are. Pasta and the Rat and these guys have got chemistry. They got serious chemistry, and they all, their goalies always seem to be good enough, you know, to, to play well. Exactly, and that, I mean that game a couple of weeks ago against Boston. The Leafs looked really good against them. But yeah, again, and we won, right. and, and I'm and I'm like big deal, right? Yeah, this doesn't mean regular anything. season. Yeah, I just I can't trust it. I can't. I wish I could say, hey, they beat Boston. They look great, but I can't. No. Because I'm looking at it like, hey, yeah, they beat Boston in the regular season. Wait till they play for real against Boston. Exactly. And and I mean, at that point when the playoffs start, I mean, Matthew scored all those goals. But again, that means nothing either, either because that's a whole new slate as well. Yeah, and then what about Mitch Marner? Why, right. why, why, why does Mitch Marner have some weird mojo in the playoffs and doesn't show up? It's happened every year. It he, has. Like he's he's amazing playmaker. He, he needs to be there. He's even scoring goals all the time now. He's yeah. amazing. But when he gets in the playoffs, he gets fr- he freezes up. It seems like, and he he doesn't he doesn't do anything. Maybe. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe it's him trying to adapt to that different game of that more physical. I well, don't know. I don't know. I'm just hoping he matured. I'm just hoping that he matured, and now he's w- worked the bugs out of his mojo vibe of the playoffs, and he's just going to go in with balls out and, and be great. That's that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, and, and the thing is, if they make it past the first round, then they finally hit that, you know, they're going to the next step that they haven't been able to get past yeah, well, right well every, everybody will quit talking shit about them finally if they can get past the first round <laughs> exactly. but if not it's going to be the choke of the century again exactly. we'll never live it down i know this time we'll never live it down tyson i know if, if they don't get past the first round this time it, it'll be you'll hear about it for a decade from now that they can't get past the first round well i mean i work with guys that are always you know a little bit too excited before the playoffs begin and they're like, they're going to go all the way. And it's like, man, like you, we haven't even got past the first round. Just hold on a second yeah. here, right? Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, well, get, yeah, get, start the parade. The parade's the, exactly. No, 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 you can't, you, you can't, can't do that with the Leafs. Like you can't even talk about the cup. You can't no. mention the cup. No, exactly. You shouldn't actually. No. You should just, you should just uh, concentrate on that first round. The first round is key. We need to just put all the eggs into that basket. We need to. We need our goalies healthy. I don't know, man. We don't have much time left. There's, I think, there's ten games left. Yeah. Nine. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see what happens. It's coming quick. But, but fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. But I mean, yeah. usually at this time, playoffs of our playoffs have already begun, right? We're mid. April. It's yeah, late COVID. Year, right? I guess, like, is this COVID thing right? Has changed yeah. a little bit, but at least people are back in the arena, and it feels a little bit normal. I've went to a few games. It's feeling like normal almost here in Toronto these days. It's starting to feel that way, even though where the pandemic's booming, it's just fucking ridiculous. Well, it's, right? it's like we're in a sixth wave. Look out! Yeah, but we're not wearing masks. Yeah, I mean the government obviously, hopefully, knows something that you know they realize that. It's kind of downgraded yeah. to less than it used to be, I think. Well, yeah. Our well, ICUs I, I, aren't 
grateful. No, and and I had COVID, by the way. I did too. Yeah, in February, and uh, I I know about twenty five people that have had this Omicron thing. My brother just got over it, and he's sixty seven. My wife and daughter both got it at the same time. We got it in Miami after the Monsters of Rock cruise, and uh, we we're we're all triple vaxxed, and and we all breezed through it. Yeah, we barely got we we got a mild cold. I had a mild cough for about a week. Yep. My wife my wife and daughter didn't even have that. They had they had a runny nose for a few days and they were on the outs. So finger fingers crossed on that that the vaccine actually does work. Yeah. Because Meatloaf's dead, and he didn't, he wasn't vaxxed, by the way. Oh, I didn't I don't know, know if you know that. the story. I didn't yeah, know that. St- really? Oh, yeah. The story about Meatloaf, he, he, uh, he does more movies than he does live shows, right? He's right. really a movie guy. Yeah. So he was on a movie set, and he, 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 he got COVID on the movie set, and then he did an interview with TMZ, and he said that, uh, He's not vaxxed, and he's not getting vaxxed, and uh, he's got COVID, and he goes, if I die, I die. He goes, at least I died without the government telling me what to do. That's what he said. And a week later, he was dead. (laughs) That's crazy, man. That's just unnecessary and sad. It is. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's, That's the truth, man. That's what happened. Because that was kind of a shock out of nowhere that, oh, Meatloaf has passed away. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah from COVID. Yeah, yeah. and I didn't I mean, hear just, that part of it. Yeah, just like that. So, I mean, here I am. He's older than me, but not, not by a whole lot. And, uh, you know, I'm triple vaxxed and I'm alive. Meatloaf, zero vax, dead. I don't know, man. I, I have to believe in science at some point. Yeah, here, I do too. We're all being, where we're all being scammed to shit. And I just... It's hard to live with yourself thinking you've been scammed by everybody around, including the government. I know. And I <laughs> well, feel I the same know, way. I just, I just yeah. want to live. I want to be able to do stuff. And, you know, and me too. I and, want to trust I, my government. And I can't work without it. Like, I mean, I, my whole band had no problem getting vaxxed because yeah. we want to work. Yeah. And that was a criteria of our job. We can't tour. We can't play shows. We can't even fly unless we're triple vaxxed. So. Yep. We were, uh, we had no problem making that decision, all four of us. Well, that's good. Now, now getting to music, but we're not, it's not dwarfs yet. Um, so I understand you recently went to see Wolfgang Van Halen. Yes, I did. Yes. Uh, it's called the Young Guns Tour. Yeah. Uh, my daughter is 11 years old. She's actually a big fan of uh, Mammoth, likes the record, which I'm happy that she does. That's cool. Um, and she kind of, uh, pushed me into going i wanted to go but i was like ah you know uh and she kind of pushed the buttons with me said we have to go see mammoth i go you know what you're right i like the record too let's go see wolfie and then i the most pleasant surprise for me was dirty honey yeah because i wasn't familiar with them and uh, they kind of blew me away yeah they're a great band they got it yeah uh, i mean wow they're they're a really great band. That singer's killer. I just I was impressed. I don't know how much radio airplay they're getting, if any. I don't think I don't think they need any. <laughs> no. They had a lot of fans there. Man, that whole oh, opera house was singing their songs. That's and they awesome. went on first. They, it's like a double bill, right? Yeah. But they went on first, and the, the, everybody there knew all their songs. That's cool. That's yeah, it is. I'm not even sure what. Do they have an they have an EP out only, or do they have an album as well? 
I I purchased all the stuff after the show on on iTunes. They have a full length that's a year old, and they have an EP. Okay. Two 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 records. One's an EP, six songs, I think it is, and the other one's a full eight songs or whatever. I'm gonna have to check yeah. that out. So there's two two pieces of product you can get on iTunes. I know they're a great band, and I've heard some yeah. of their stuff, but I wasn't sure on the what they had for material it, out there. Yeah, it's a straight up blues kind of rooted rock and roll band. Kind of, I hear a lot of Aerosmith in them. I hear a lot of early Aerosmith. I hear a lot of everything in them, like rock and roll, man. Like Black Crows, lots of stuff in them. Just great. That's it's a awesome. singer. He's so impressive. Wow. That's good. Um, now let's let's talk some dwarfs, some killer dwarfs. Um, you mentioned yes. you just did Monsters of Rock Cruise back in was that late January, early February. Yeah, early February. Um, that's our seventh cruise we've been on, and it took a lot for Larry Moran to pull this cruise off because of COVID, right? It's been yeah. canceled twice. A lot of bands pulled out because of COVID, Skid Row, a bunch of bands. And he pulled it off, you know, good for Larry, man, and gave us all that vacation we needed so bad, you know, yeah. the paid vacation we love about Mork. And, uh, you know, Buck Cherry was on it, a bunch of bands that filled in for the other bands that didn't make it. And uh, it was a great time. It, it was only half sold out. It's always sold oh, really? out, that cruise. It was only half sold out because a lot of people just bailed. They, yeah. they, a lot, I guess they were afraid of COVID. I, I'm not sure. A lot of them didn't want to go on the cruise because of the bad press about cruises. So that ship holds 4,000. There was about 2,500 on it. You can't tell, though. It looks like it's packed. You can't yeah. tell when you're on a boat. But I was told by workers on the boat that it was only like over half full, just over half. And I go, really? That's the first time in 10 years that cruise hasn't sold out. It was all because of those restrictions. It was all because yeah. of COVID. A lot of anti-vaxxers, you know, they didn't yeah. want to go on the cruise because they're not vaxxed. So wow. there's that, too. You know, So they miss out. I've never yeah, been and, on the cruise, and I've always yeah. wanted to go. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's like nothing else. It's not not it's not like a cruise at all. It's just a floating concert hall of yeah. bands constantly playing and partying and excessive drinking and great right people. It's just a good good, good <laughs> time, man. It's, you can't have a better time than that. Yeah. It's like it, it's not your average cruise. That's it's cool. totally different. Well, I mean, I've yeah. I just th- that band Heat was on there on the cruise. Yeah. And I That's heard they were amazing. They were bands from Sweden. Were on yeah, there, I guess. Yeah, they're Electric really Boys good, were great there. bands. Yeah, yeah, Electric Boys. Um, there's another band called Bite and Resist or something. Resist and Bite. Uh, resist and Bite. Yeah, that's yeah, Tommy, Tommy Skiots from. Uh, oh, Tesla. that's Skio's band, right? Yeah. Okay, that's not the band from Europe. Okay, there was a couple bands from Sweden on there. I can't remember who. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's a couple of European bands this time that aren't usually on the boat. Well, I mean, I well, just, that was cool. That's cool. I just checked out Heat yeah. because of that singer just got the the last the singer before is in Skid Row now. So I was checking out Heat to hear his yes, hear what he right. did I with them that. and yeah, yeah. really great material. Like he's yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah, he does. He does. Let's see how he how he long he lasts. I know. Well, that's just, it, right? it's just. I don't know what to think of that. It's a bit of a revolving door there. It's crazy, man. It's just. It's, it and the funny thing was, they're like, "Well, we're putting out a new album with ZP Threat, the last singer," and then all of a sudden, this announcement with this new singer, like. Well, what the hell's going yeah. on? Yeah, you know, I thought that. I thought the last singer was supposed to be great. He was. was I, I seen never, him twice. Yeah. He was. Yeah, awesome. I heard he was. Hit, heard he was hitting all the notes. And yeah, just really, really good. So what happened? Like, 
I, like who knows it was personal again falling out i don't know man i i I'm, it's not my my bag it's not my band it's not my yep, gig I, exactly. I i like those guys a lot i toured with them yep. i like i like snake and rachel but i also like sebastian bach too we're really good friends so yep. you know i i was very lucky to tour with with skid row and pantera in 1992 and that yeah. was a very memorable tour of canada it was great the slave to the grind tour was it not yes yeah it was awesome yeah that would have been amazing so in terms of 2022 what is on the slate for the rest of the year for the dwarfs well i'm happy to say we that over covid we only played four shows unfortunately and uh that was uh uh let's see two of them were monsters of rock cruise so think about that so we only got to play two shows in two years in ontario crazy uh, man one was a manitoulin island and uh the other one was uh, i can't even remember now <laughs> can't remember where the other one was anyway we only got to play four shows and uh, now we're making up for it yeah. so now our management is busting ass and uh we're, we're we're possibly playing as many as 30 shows in north america this year and uh, lots in canada too and there. i'm really excited about it it's our 40th anniversary as a band so we're we're planning a special show in oshawa Oh, you are? I cool. Yes. Awesome. Where it all started 40 years ago. So I can't say the venue yet because it's being worked on, but that's going to happen. I will be there. Uh, we also will play a Toronto show. Uh, there's a few festivals already announced. One's in Minnesota. Uh, one is in Philadelphia. Uh, there's another show in Pittsburgh. There's a festival in S S Saskatoon in August. That's done. Uh where else? They're, they're, they're all over the map. They're looking at Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg. That's happening. Um, then we're doing an East Coast tour that's being worked on right now of America. And uh, I think we're going to end up in Arizona at some point and Vegas and L.A. And it's just great news. That's awesome. We're, we're going to tour everywhere and anywhere. And then in 2023, we're, we're going to go to Europe for the first time in a long time. Wow decades yeah now so everything's everything's looking good we have new music that we need to get together and record oh, okay i was going to ask you about that that's awesome yeah we've been working on new music for a long time it's just covid again it took the wind out of our sails we were trying to we were trying to at least a minimum release one track you yeah. know what i mean like instead of a whole album to start and i mean we just didn't get in the studio together so we're trying to make up on that too now so uh we're going to get together really soon before we go out and tour. I think our first show may be in June. So we have nothing right now. So now is the time to probably get in and record some music. So that's, that's cool. what I'm hoping for. That's cool. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because, uh, and I mentioned this to you probably four or five years ago. We actually met for the first time back in the 90s at a small right. club in Oshawa. Um, MGM's, I believe it was called. It's on right. Go Street. It was a small yet cool dwarfs gig, and it was really loud. But if you recollect, really? this was the night of OJ in the Bronco. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You were at that gig. I, I totally was, remember you that You and gig. I were standing at the bar watching it. 
Well, we, we were, were watching the, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I totally remember that now. We were, we were watching the the whole thing unfold, and well, this is insane. Yeah, watching OJ and a Bronco, they're going to take him out. You know, that was nuts. Yeah, I remember that that little club we played. It was up in Simcoe North. Yeah, and what's funny is <laughs> it's so funny too because this was around ninety four, ninety five, and we were talking. You and I were talking about Motley Crue, and Kirk, right. John Karabi was singing with the band, and you and I were saying, well. What is going on with them? Like, what, what, what are they doing? And of course, I know you guys are friends with John, and yeah. it, and ironically, it was just funny because we were kind of tr- we were scratching our heads, going, "I don't know what's going on with those guys." Well, it's bizarre because I got to know them when I was in that band Laidlaw. Right. I, I toured with Motley, and uh, Nikki Six was my boss for like seven years. So That's crazy. I man. went through this whole crazy thing outside of the Killer Dwarfs when we were on that hiatus, and yeah, that was that was. Before I met you, though, because was wasn't it? that in? Was it or it was, was that no, in the? No, I think it was ninety four. It was around ninety four, ninety five. So it was method, the end of Method to the Madness, I think. Ah, uh, uh, was Jerry in the band? Jerry was, was still there. Mike? Jerry was. Oh, still Jerry. There. Okay, Jerry okay, was still there. okay. So that had yet to be. Uh, that hadn't happened yet. Right. I joined. I joined Laidlaw in the late nineties, ninety six. Yeah. Oh wow. I, sorry, I was thinking it was. The reunion. I was thinking it was the 2000s when we got back together again and toured. Yeah. That was with Mike. Yeah. But uh, okay. Yeah. Well, so all that hadn't happened yet. So it's funny no. how we end up talking about John Crabby and all that, and then I end up getting to know the guy. Yeah. He was in Union. He was in Union. The band Union. Yeah, I love with them. The and Bruce Bruce Kulik. With Bruce, Bruce Kulik, and I ended up recording at Bruce's house. Laidlaw did all their demos at Bruce's oh, house. Oh, I didn't know John, that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. And John was always over there. Wow. Yeah, he had a studio with Kurt Como in his house in uh, right. the Valley. And so Laidlaw would, did our demos that got us a record deal there. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, irony. <laughs> I just, yeah, uh, I've been pretty fortunate. I've yeah. been pretty fortunate. I have. That's cool. Now, I want to ask you about Start It One, which was released. When was that released? Five, six years ago? I guess it would be finally released. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened is at the end of the Killer Dwarfs, run when the grunge thing hit yeah our record deal lucky for us had come to an end but we fulfilled our contract we had a three record million dollar record deal with epic and the deal ran its course method of the madness was the third record and the option to pick it up of course, they didn't pick it up because they signed Pearl Jam and they dropped all their bands. Yeah. So lucky for us, if the grunge thing had a hit, let's say after Big Deal, we'd we'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like we would we would never have recorded Weapons or Methods. We would have got dropped. That's correct. But the timing of the grunge thing hit when our contract ended. So we were one of the lucky bands. Everyone else got just the boot. They got yeah. booted off Epic Records. Every metal band got kicked off that label. That's crazy. And they signed, they start, they did, they cleaned house and they signed Pearl Jam. That was their band. And uh, Nirvana blew up, Soundgarden, all those bands that weren't really grunge, but they were still out of Seattle. Yeah. And so what we decided to do as a band is, is we said, ah, so we don't have a major deal anymore. Let's record our own record. We have money. We recorded Stan Tall back in the day and it yeah. worked. So we went in the studio and tried to record Start at One and we did record it. We didn't try. We recorded the whole record on our own and we produced it too with Fred Duvall, the engineer. And 
uh, we were happy with it. We liked it. It wasn't the, the amazing production of Mandy Johns. We knew that. Yeah. But it was a different sound. But the songs are pretty strong. And uh, we just, what else are you going to do? You know, you, and so we tried to shop it. So we were shopping it to Metal Blade Records and all these indie labels, Megaforce, all these labels. No takers, man. It's really? unbelievable. That's no takers. Nobody, even though we had all that clout of who we were, yeah. and we, ha we had uh, three million sales under our belt, we were like a bad, a bad thing. We were like, we were. That like was every disease. hair band. We that was every metal band. band, like metal band. We were hair a band, hair whatever. metal band. Dude. Whatever. We were in the, like, we weren't really, but we were in you that hair metal category. Yeah. And so. We, we had to come to the realization that we needed to go away for a while. We had no choice. We, we shelved our record. We just, I mean, we just sat on it. We just sat at Fred's studio, the masters, and we, we didn't release it. We just left it there. So, uh, I went on and did my own thing. Uh, the band temporarily disbanded. We never broke up. We never do. Uh, Russ kind of went his own way and did some things, some solo stuff. I joined Laidlaw. And uh, a decade went by, and we we all just ran our course. And then in 2001, we got back together again. And I had, I had done two records with Laidlaw, and then I left that band. I lost my green card after 911, and there was some political stuff happening with that band, and I just walked away from it. Russ called me and said, I think time's right right now for the Dwarfs to get back. So we did. And we did uh, a DVD, live DVD at yeah. the docks, yeah. and that was our kind of comeback thing. And... We still didn't release Start at One, though. Yeah. Because that was Jerry, and then the Mike lineup came back. That's right. In 2001, yeah. right? It was the, yeah. the Dirty Weapons lineup. We had to run with that again for five years. Yeah. And then there was some things that went on there, and there's a bit of bad blood still there. So that ran its course, and we went off the road again from 2005 to 2012 or whatever. Yeah. Then our manager now, Rob Zacks, he kind of was the catalyst to get Russ and I talking again. And I had been in, I started my band called Auto Man by then. And I had been touring with Auto Man all across Canada. I even opened up for Iron Maiden. And I'm the lead singer in that band. So I got off the kit and I was lead singer. So I'm just getting you up to date now, right? Yep. And then Robbie was the kind of the catalyst to get us back and have a meeting. And we went to this bar and he invited Jerry because... I Jerry, I love Jerry. Like, I, like he's my favorite dwarf guitar player out of the yeah. three guys. Yeah, like he's just he's fun. He's a great player. I'm a he big looks fan great. There's nothing wrong with Jerry. He's just no. great, and I just yeah. love him. Yeah. And so Jerry was my choice, and, and Rob said, "Well, let's call him up and see if he's interested." And, and he said he was interested. So we all met in this bar, and that's how this lineup now got back. And uh, that that was in two twelve. And uh, we called up Ronbo, the bass player, and he turned it down. Uh, Ronbo owns a business in uh, Buffalo, and uh, he he's retired basically, right? Yeah. Like a, he just didn't want to come back and play music again. He already had this. He he's got this garage that he owns and yeah. fixes cars and stuff. He loves that, and you got to respect that. So we said, no problem, man. We just you know you're the man. You're Rombo. We offered it to you. We're gonna go back out again and tour. We don't know for how long. So then I decided uh, I talked to the boys and I brought John Fenton, who's in the band now, from my Auto Man band. 
And I just said, this guy's really easy. He's a great bass player. He's not going to kill us in the middle of the night. I can trust him. Yeah. And uh, let's see how he works out. So he never really even auditioned. You know, I got him in the band, and uh, we, we had a few rehearsals, and, and Russ liked him, and so did Jerry. And he got the gig. And he's been in the band ever since. So we, we got out on the road in 213, and we went out and toured America first. And uh, we've been touring solid ever since 213. So we're coming in on nine years, going into 10 years. It's a, one of the longest runs we've had as that's, a band. That's crazy, because I, I believe I saw you guys at, I think it was one of the first dates at the Rockpile East when it was there. Yes, yeah, that was one of the first dates. I know was, yeah. we sold it right out. That was one of the first gigs. So that was good. That yeah, was a good comeback for us. That whole thing there when it first started, and then getting back to start at one. So that was the record we toured. Yeah, because that's that's Jerry Russ and I. That's our record, right? Yeah. So you know we have all the rights to it. So we said let's put Start at One out, and it'll be like Frozen in Time. It's a twenty-year-old record. It's we awesome. recorded it in nineteen ninety-three. They go and it's two thirteen. It's like twenty years later. Yeah. Let, let's it's a record frozen in time. That's what we were back then. Let's put it out, and we did, and we've been touring it ever since. Really, in a way, I mean, that's the only new record we put out. And then we did a, a great live album. That Which, live no guff record. Is it sounds great. I just yes. I just picked it up. I bought the CD. I'm proud of it. I, it yeah. sounds great. And Jerry's guitar, oh. on both of the, actually, I love Jerry's guitar on Start at One. I love the grittiness and the rawness yeah, of the yeah. guitar sound on that. But It's it, a little heavier, I know. It is, it's cool. and But the live one sounds great as well. Yeah, I'm proud I'm proud of that Start at One record. Or, sorry, of the No Guff uh, live record. I mean, uh, that's that's the real deal, man. We didn't doctor that up and stuff, you know, like that's like, you can do a lot. You can take the tracks and take them yeah. to the studio and do a lot of things to them. But I mean, we just, all we did is master it. You know, we took it in and, and, uh, Fred, Fred did some EQing and things like that. Yep. And, uh, that's that's the band, man. There's no backing tracks. There's no like double guitars. There's nothing. That that's what we sound like live. And you got you, there's something to that that you have to respect about that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And I mean, Russ sounds great on it on the live. You know, absolutely. Like, his his voice is still killer. You know, he's like 60 years old. It's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, that is so cool. Um, I had. A, I had a question about the early years of the Dwarfs, the first album, mm -hmm. which was released was self-titled, was released on Attic Attic Records. Yeah, right? right. What did the Attic decide to move on from you, or did they, or did you guys, you know, like the band changed, and there was a whole bunch of, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of things that went on. Yeah, well, it's all in my new book, Thunderfoot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's right. your segue. And when, yeah, that whole history of that is in that in, in my new book. But Cole's Notes version of it is um, they wanted us to record some music that we didn't want to record. They were looking at probably trying to get us a, a quick hit on the radio. And yeah. we had already done so well with the first album, with Heavy yeah. Metal Breakdown. We already solidified our fan base in England and stuff. And I'm sure we had a lot of the same fans Motorhead had at that point, because yeah. we were a heavier band actually on that first album. And they wanted us to record hot child in the city by Nick Gilder. Uh, no. Pop song. 
What? Absolutely, they did. That's insane. Absolutely, they did. That's insane. Oh, I know. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> no. Like, how how could we go from heavy mental breakdown and are you ready and can't lose? Yeah. And then Russ is singing, we'll make love. <laughs> like, like hot child in the city. I can't see it. Bum, bum, the fans would have went. Looking pretty. They were looking for a hit, man. They wanted a pop hit on the radio. But uh-huh. You can't take a killer dwarf band and twist it and turn it into that overnight. No. You so, so, so that's it, man. There's more to it than that, but I'll just, I don't want to get so, into that because it'll take too long. No, and but I don't. You re- and that's good. You that's read good. it in my book, but that's why we left the label. Okay. We didn't get a drop. It was, a, it was an amicable split. You know what? I mean, it's funny because I remember I was probably, I think, 10 years old. Toronto Rocks. Yes. Uh, heavy Mental Breakdown You're came on. Famous. I know. And it was and it was a great video. I remember seeing it. It was in rotation all the time. Um, yes. Midweek Metal Mania. With yeah, and that was before much music and, yeah. and MTV. John Major. Those, yeah, there was just those TV shows. It was uh, Good Rockin' Tonight, if you yep, remember, from I the do. West Coast. Yep. David David Mulligan, Samantha Taylor, I think was her name. Was she on Good Video Rockin Hits, Night. Samantha? Her Video Hits. Video yeah, that hits. was the other one. I'm yep. trying to remember. But there was like about three or four of them. Yeah. Right? and some it was were, Some were West Coast, some were East. Toronto Rocks was the East. Toronto Rocks was, yeah. And, and Brad, we were John all Major. over them. We were all over it was them. Awesome. It was the beginnings. It was the beginnings of uh, rock and roll, man. Beginnings of uh, video. Very like, I mean, I'm kind of love that too. That we're the Killer Dwarfs, you know, are kind of pioneers too because we're we're we were some of the first bands ever to to act in videos and have them released on yeah. MTV and, and much music. We 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 were there. We started it. You guys had we're some the, of the greatest videos. <laughs> They were they were great. People yeah. loved them. They 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 got. We still hold the most rotation on MTV for an independent band because we were on Grudge Records back then and Maze Records before yeah. Epic. Yeah, and those those two Stand Tall videos are iconic. Keep they the were spirit alive and Stand Tall. I mean, the best is when the crate when Russ falls through the roof in the crate. The crate breaks open and then he's on stage. And there he the is band. standing there. It's and when he the blows best. The, Mike blows the dust up his shoulder. <laughs> like it's just so natural, right? It's so like, and we didn't we didn't even know what we were doing. We're not actors, but, yeah. but it was just so natural. Just, I don't know. I mean, anyway, Epic, it's fond memories for me. Epic did kind of try and bring that comedy in the next video. With the, they did. We stand alone. Yeah. I, I don't think it had quite the, the magic of the other two. I mean, the cuddly cola thing was funny, though. Yeah, people still think it's pretty cool, but I, I just found that we were at the end of our comedy run. Yeah. <laughs> like, kind of deal, right? You can't keep doing the same thing forever. No. Like, even Twisted Sister and stuff, if you saw their videos, we were similar in, in a way that they were really well put together videos with a humorous twist to them. Yeah. Twisted Sister had the same thing, right? But, you know, they, they moved on t- as well, right, into more uh, performance videos and live, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you have it to was, evolve in some way. I mean, Dirty Weapons as a video was a great-looking video, and I'm sure it was very expensive. It, it, it was. It put, it put us in a, a different realm. That, 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 by the way, that's our largest-selling record, by the way, Dirty Weapons. It's a Sold great album. most records worldwide. Right. Really? So I, you could say that's our most successful record to date. Yeah. I'm still trying to find it on vinyl. It's uh, 
It's, it's out there. It it's is a out hard there. one, though. It is a hard Because it was one. at the end of vinyl. Yeah. You know, they didn't press a lot of them. Remember when vinyl, all of a sudden, you know, you could get cassette and vinyl. Yeah. And then CDs came out. Yeah. And then the CD started taking over on the I vinyl. Know. And, then, and so they, they, no they instead of pressing, like, you know, usually they would press, like, 100,000 pieces of vinyl, right? Yeah. And, and then... Right on that tail end, eighty nine ninety. That's when they stopped pressing vinyl. So they, they, I, I literally think they might have pressed five hundred copies wow. of vinyl. That's why you can't find it. I mean, and it, the rest were CDs. I had to get big deal from Europe. Like I couldn't even get it here in Canada. I got it from Europe on Discogs. Well, that came out on vinyl for sure. There, there's probably did. more copies of that one than weapons. Yeah, it's probably just going into the store at the right time and actually finding one. Yeah. You know what I mean? A used yeah, copy. Yeah, and then Method of the Madness never did come out on vinyl. Which is disappointing. I'm sure it yeah, was did, great they, they, they were done with it by then. They were only doing doing a CD at that point. Wow. It's weird how the format's changed. Oh, it is, and I mean now. And and now vinyl's cool again. I know People exactly. Actually want it exactly. Holy shit! Unbelievable. I lo- I lost my stand. I had a robbery. I, I I'm sure you know that. I think I posted it on Facebook. Uh, my house, my place got robbed a few years ago. Yeah, it sucks, man. Two hundred vinyls, and my stand tall copy got ripped off. Uh, it's probably on eBay right now. It's probably one of them. It probably <laughs> there, is, right? and it's and it's expensive. Thieves, man, thieves. thieves. Uh, I hate thieves more than anything. Me too. I really do. I hate. I hate thieves. I do. I uh, agree. You know, it's just not cool, man, to to steal from people and take stuff that they worked their whole lives for, and uh, you you come in and steal the shit. Come on, exactly. have a have some some kind of heart of some kind. Like it's exactly. I have no tolerance for thieves, bro. Oh, I'm, I'm with you, man. I mean, I. I, I mean, I lost four guitars in that robbery, too. Yeah, sends me into a violent rage <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, like, literally. Well, well, Daryl, I mean, it's been a pleasure. Um, the Leafs yeah, game's uh, coming on. I'm sure you're going to go watch the Leafs game. I am right now. Leafs awesome. in Buffalo. Leafs in Buffalo. Go Leafs go. Thank yeah. you for letting me go so I can go watch it. <laughs> uh, absolutely, man. I'm going to go yeah. watch it myself. So, yeah. So, uh, before I go, whoever is tuning into this, please, uh, I am on a book tour right now, and I'm I'm promoting my book. One of the reasons yep. we're talking. I know we got into sports and all that because that's what we do. Yep. But uh, my book, Thunderfoot, uh, it's volume one. It's called Thunderfoot Chronicles of a Rock and Roll Pirate. You can get it at dunkspirateshop.com, autographs and free shipping, or you can get it on Amazon worldwide. Uh, so I'm very proud of the book. I have two more volumes to write. I have two books out. One is called Guardian of a Timekeeper. That's not about rock and roll, but the new one is 50 years of my career, starting from day one. I'm gonna have and to. Pick, doing, I'm gonna pick that up. Uh, it's doing very well, okay. and it's getting rave, rave reviews, and I'm very happy with it. Cool. I, I'm. I'm actually. I'm excited to read it. So, all right. Cool. So that's cool. Uh, and so yeah. So that's that. That's all I have to plug. Other than the dwarf shows, I can't talk about unfortunately some of them because it's just a gag order when it comes to promoters. Yeah. And understandably so if there's a big yep. giant. Uh, you know, let's say there's a giant festival. I can't release it before they do. It's their thing, right? So yeah. I can't tell you about these big shows we're doing in Ontario, too. There's some in Ontario, but it will be announced in the next month. 
Cool. And I, I promise you, everybody will be happy and they'll be able to see the band a lot this year compared to not at all for the last two years. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I've, I tried to buy a Dwarfs t-shirt the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's in American. It, does it come from the States? Uh, where did you try to buy it, though? Was it off uh, KillerDwarfsBand.com? It could have been. I was like, I like, was like, oh, it's in band- USD. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, our shirts are manufactured in America, but the, they actually are. Oh, okay. So that would be why it's in U.S. probably. And and stuff on my site's in U.S. too, so. That know. is what it is. Yeah, that's that's all that is. But yeah, our shirts are manufactured by the same people that Monsters of Rock use. So uh, we have a connection with them, so they're good people. Okay. Shirts are high quality. <clears throat> that's all that is. But at the shows, you, you might as well wait it out and come to I'm a show. Going, I'm going to. One in Canadian. Well, I'll be coming yeah. to Oshawa for sure. Maybe Toronto yeah, too. We'll see. That's all, that's all, that's all you got to do. Okay. Okay, Tyson. Thank you very much for the interview. No uh, problem, Daryl. Thank I'll you. I'll talk to you. I'll see you in Oshawa. Okay, man. Learn about it. All right. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. Go Take le- care. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. Take care. All right. Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye bye.